Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode three of the Simply Wellm podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. How are we doing, everybody? Hey, we're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, or TV shows, we've got the show for you. Uh, we just want to thank everybody who's sticking with us as we learn to be better at this whole thing. Uh, last week, we made some changes, and we saw a lot of growth after that episode posted. So it seems like we might be doing something right. And we just hope that we're going to keep that trend going forward and keep getting better with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, this week, Chris and I decided that we're going to check out The Adam Project on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be discussing that and breaking that down. But first, I've got a little bit of news for you guys. Uh, so this week, we're going to talk about... There's just a quick bit of casting news for The Mandalorian Season 3. Um, Amazon bought MGM Studios. Barry Season 3 got a trailer. And Ms. Marvel no, got, got a trailer. trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. And you got to <laughs> catch up. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to be vague as shit because you have not seen season two. No. Uh, but yeah, and then Ms. Marvel got its trailer as well. Cool, 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 cool. So we'll get into that. But, uh, you know, first we're going to talk about the fact that uh, the opinions on this podcast may, may vary today. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> simply, simply based on the fact that... Uh, the habitat with which we viewed the Adam Project is incredibly different. I uh, I came home from uh, I came home from work, got my shoes and my pants off, sat on the couch in my underwear. I had a nice fucking uh, coffee scented candle burning from uh, Bath and Body Works, not a sponsor. And uh, the dogs all snuggled up on me. I'm under. I got the sun coming in, and I got to sit and watch the Adam Project, and it was very relaxing. Now, uh, Christian, why don't you walk us through? What went down for you? So I ordered a new mattress and a new bed frame. And Amazon really hasn't been giving me any updates on them. But so one day I just got the mattress. Um, and so it was kind of an eyesore to look at for a little bit. But then one day, you know, I, I came home and I just saw that the bed frame was there as well. Um, and I get off work around like 7 p.m. So I got very excited and I started careful, taking careful, apart. People are going to dox you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just stalking you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got very excited. So I started taking apart the old bed frame um, and moving all this stuff out you know, to the curb, which took so much longer than I thought. <laughs> um, and then I was like, well, shit, I still have to set up the bed frame and the mattress. And I got one of those memory foam and you have to let it like basically inhale inflate. Yeah. or inflate um, for like, it recommends 48 hours, but it says in there, like, two should do. You know, two and, will be all right. And, and just for, like, you didn't disassemble your old bed frame. You broke it apart. Yeah. yeah. So, like, <laughs> there's no going back. I was like, yeah, this is trashed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, know. you were fully committed. You had to let this, you had to ford the river. You burn the bridges, you know? <laughs> you don't look back. But, um, so I was frantically doing that. And so Give I had to wait. About how long does this take you? I wasn't done until midnight, and then right. I let the mattress flow, inflate like or, two inflate hours. for two hours, and I went to bed probably around like two thirty. And and so when did you watch the Adam Project? While while mm. it inflated. Yeah, while it inflated, I had all of my bed sheets, my pillows over on the floor because it says like nothing can be on it. Because I was like, oh, I'll just throw yeah. my pillows and blankets on it. And then they're like, nah, you can't do that. Like you need to make sure it's nothing's on it so it can inflate properly. Right on. So I just have 
this humongous pile of pillows and blankets and I'm just resting my feet on them sitting in my office chair taking notes in like this cubicle of a room now because <laughs> yeah. it's so cluttered with all of my other shit. So yeah, like we made the joke. We could just picture like, you know, well, we're not here to make TikTok memes, but that you know, there's the sound going around of like the and it's you know super chill and he's just in chaos trying to assemble a bed frame and a mattress as quick as possible yeah i remember it hit a point where i was like i might be sleeping on the floor tonight i might have (laughs) fucked up this was a mistake (laughs) yeah so we'll just see if you know if maybe that has an impact on how we thought the film was right Mm. so we're gonna jump in on the news like i said we had some really brief uh, Mandalorian Season 3 news. Um, <clears throat> Christopher Lloyd, who you might know as Doc Brown from Back to the Future, uh, yeah. was cast as a role. We don't know what role. Um, however, he is credited as being a guest appearance. So probably maybe just like a cameo, you know, one episode character that we meet, right? I thought you were about um, to say he died. I was about to lose it. No, God, no, no. Uh, however, uh, there have been other character actors that had larger roles, like Carl Weathers plays Grief Karga, you know, who runs the, the main town uh, from the mm-hmm. first season. And Nick Nolte in the first season was Quill the Ugnaught. Yeah. So, you know, potentially he's a recurring character throughout the season. But yeah, the fact that they list him as a, as a, uh, a guest appearance makes it seem like it'll probably be a small thing. Um, but still, Christopher Lloyd, that's a, that's a big get. Yeah, I mean, it's Christopher Lloyd, you know? Like, it's Back to the yeah, Future. It's Doc such a Brown. classic movie, yeah. Um, they have to get him to say Great Scott. Or, like, something, yeah. They've got to yeah. figure out some reference. Um, but no, i got to level with you. When I saw Christopher Lloyd on the headline, I thought he was dead as well, because, uh, you know, he's getting up there in age. I'm like, no, please, God, no, not two weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, last week I had to go, we break the news on, you know, William Hurt, and this week it's yeah. Christopher Lloyd. <clears throat> Thankfully, that was not the case. Yes, thankfully. So, do you have any more thoughts on Christopher Lloyd being in season three of Mandalorian? No, no, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see it. I am too. Uh, I think he'll do a good job, whatever he does. Oh yeah, for so, sure. <clears throat> other, you know, other side. This is more like industry stuff as opposed to a specific project. Uh, Amazon and MGM Studios closed their eight and a half billion dollar merger. Um, MGM is almost a century old, so it's kind of sad to see it get gobbled up, I think, by Amazon. But that's a little more opinion piece. The The facts are that MGM brings with it more than 4,000 film titles, 17,000 television episodes, 180 Oscars, Academy Awards, and wow. 100 Emmy Awards. Uh, in those films is the Bond franchise. Really? Yeah, so in Dang. its press release, uh, Amazon said that it's going to support the theatrical releases, but it's going to make that decision kind of on a case-by-case basis as to whether something goes to Prime or the cinemas. Um, and they also stated that they're planning to make offers, and they welcome all current MGM staff, which is good to hear, because a lot of times in these big like corporate mergers, a lot of people lose their jobs, and it's you know kind of the downside, obviously. One of the downsides of like a monopoly or you know the big fish eating the smaller fish, right? Yeah. Um, but talking about Bond, they did say that they don't intend to make any changes to the Bond franchise. Um, so I don't, that's kind of vague. I don't know what, like, <clears throat> what was in place that they were, like, people might be worried about them changing. Um, but I do know that there's, like, a family that basically own the Bond franchise. Uh, and they're, they're literally the Broccoli family is their name. And they are very, like, 
very protective of the bond property. Uh, yeah. So a lot of stuff has to go through the broccolis before it can be done. So there's probably a little bit of, you know, hands tied from for Amazon. But, sure. Uh, but yeah. So I, yeah, that's a pretty big merger, but it's kind of surprising. Like you get used to seeing these big numbers, like you know, eight, you know, eighty billion dollars or whatever. What Fox was bought for like sixty five or it might have been eighty billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So to see something like eight and a half billion kind of puts into perspective how small. The, the the you know long running companies have become yeah where you've got very few uh you know major production houses left um, and obviously Amazon's trying to butt in because they have Amazon Studios that makes a lot of their um you know their like prime movies right such but a now well, t- yeah go ahead I was gonna say a, t- a really good TV show Invincible by uh, that's from yeah yeah Amazon yeah. Prime. So, you know, like I said, now MGM might give them a, a better opportunity to reach into, like, the theaters and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was interesting to see a, another big, you know, <laughs> big uh, a gobbling up, especially from Amazon, where, they, okay, they're trying to get into the games, they're trying to get into movies, they're trying to get into TV. They're obviously trying to bust out into entertainment more than they have. You got Amazon, Netflix, and Disney buying everything up. <laughs> Yeah, because you figure Disney, like we talk about, they own the majority share of Hulu now after they bought Fox. Mm-hmm. So you're running out of options. Eventually, the, the government will just be Disney. I am, yeah, I am curious in how they haven't stopped it from being a monopoly. I, I've got to think it's, be, it's getting very close, but also, uh, you know, you got to follow the money. If Disney has all the money, they can kind of, you know, affect policy, right? You figure they're part of the reason why um, copyright law keeps get kept getting extended for the longest time was so that they could keep the copyright on uh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you know he's he's kind of their whole logo, and you know he was very quickly becoming public domain, and they didn't want that, so they kept lobbying and things like that to get the the timeline extended. Mm-hmm. And if you've noticed, he's really not he, you you don't see him too much anymore because not they really. stopped worrying about pushing him back. So he probably is close to public domain, but they're drifting away from the mouse anyhow to kind of not have to worry about that anymore. Sure. A um, little bit of an aside there, but it was within the, you know, confines of what we were talking about. Um, next, I've got Barry season three receiving its first trailer. Um, so I'm going to try and be vague here because Christian has to catch up to us. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be kind of general, but obviously the show is going to continue the story of, Barry, played by Bill Hader, he's the hitman with a passion for acting. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how they might expand on some of the big questions that are left open at the end of Season 2. little stinger for you there. Um, as well as any of the potential repercussions for the characters around Barry. Uh, so that's exciting, because there is. There's a lot of... It kind of does a little bit of popping off towards the end of Season 2, and leaves you with that big question mark of, okay, what, is that, what does that do to everything, right? And it looks like the trailer gives you a lot of, uh, oh man, potential answers that seem exciting. Uh, and, you know, we don't have too much long to wait. Too much longer to wait, sorry. Uh, the first episode is actually going to premiere on April 24th, so that's just over a month away. Yeah, that's not far. Uh, any thoughts on Barry? Obviously, you're a little out of the loop because you aren't caught up, but, you know, what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Um... I know, like, since we started watching Barry and some of uh, Bill Hader's other stuff, I'm very excited to see more of him in the future. Yeah, he does a good job. And yeah. I think he's a classic case of uh, 
you know, obviously, thank gosh that SNL gave him, you know, the exposure that he needed. But, you know, you get one or two out of every generation, it seems, where, okay, that's the breakout. You know, you've got, like, your Chevy Chases and Dan Aykroyds, and you've got your, you know, um, Adam Sandler's, Will Ferrell's, and now we've got Hader. Um, so that's exciting to see him do do new things and be successful on his own, and especially in something that has the potential to be as dramatic as Barry does. Um, yeah. It doesn't shy away from that, but it also has its comedic tones in there. Yeah, and I think both are executed perfectly. Yeah, it does a great job of balancing the two and not feeling like it's swinging back and forth. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so like I said, April 24th, we'll look forward to that, and we've got to get you caught up. Yes, we do. Uh, probably the biggest news, this actually came out, I was kind of pissed off, this came out, like, literally the day before we posted the second episode, and, you said, you, know, you said the day before? I, I, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> do you mean, do you mean the game that's coming out here on June 21st, the day before? You mean that, that dog shit-ass game? I don't. Uh, I mean, the <laughs> Tuesday before the Wednesday that we posted episode two, um, no, so we, you know, a little behind the scenes, we record on like a Sunday just because schedules and we post on a Wednesday again, just because schedules, it gives us time to edit, whatever. Right. Like, so we record Sunday and then I think Tuesday, the Ms. Marvel trailer came out. I was like, shit, that'd have been a good thing to get on the podcast. But yeah. here we are. Uh, so yeah, the Ms. Marvel trailer came out. Um, I think for, just from my thoughts and I'll kind of rattle off some of my notes that I made uh, like a madman. And then you can interject when you think. Um, so I thought it looked like it's more geared towards children, not in necessarily a negative way, but it kind of reminded me of like a Nickelodeon show, like a notes to classified school survival guide type deal. Um, there were some big changes to Kamala Khan's power set or her origin. Cause in the comics, she's an inhuman. So inhumans are like, I'm not going to get into too deep, but inhumans are like, <laughs> kind of like the mutants, except they're extraterrestrial in origin as opposed to just right. being a mutation. Sure. Um, and there's something called Terrigen Mist that comes from Terrigen Crystals and all that, right? Well, there's a Terrigen Mist bomb that goes off in, like, New York or Manhattan, and uh, it affects her, and it awakens the gene inside of her that gives her the ability to basically be a shapeshifter. And so the picture that you always see of her, and she was actually in the Marvel Avengers game from um, yeah. you know, last year, or the year prior. Uh, she has the big fists that she can stretch and expand. Mm -hmm. And um, in this, it seems like her powers are more like um, energy-based or cosmic energy-based. Um, yeah. And I was I was thinking out loud when I was doing my notes, they could retcon it later and say that, oh, she's also an Inhuman, because you figure, like, with Wanda, um, they later, you know, in WandaVision said, well, by the way, she has the power to affect probabilities. Um, which is how she made it to where she was and why she, you know, survived the Mind Stone and all that. Right. Um, let me see. I've got more notes here. Yeah, it seems like the power is actually coming from the bangles that she wears, which in the comics she does wear those bangles, but they just have sentimental meaning. They were like her grandmother's um, wedding bangles, and they've been in the family for a long time and all that. So I was thinking, and this is strictly con like conjecture, I have no basis for this other than connecting dots. Um, maybe they're kind of like the Ten Rings from Shang-Chi where, you know, those were bracelets that were extraterrestrial in nature, and then you figure in the post credit scene they talk about it sending out a, a beacon of some kind. Mm -hmm. um, so perhaps, you know, to tie in, instead of her being an Inhuman, since the movies don't have the Inhumans, um, 
they could say the extraterrestrial part of her powers is the fact that those bangles are not from Earth. And maybe they came in in the same way that the, the Ten Rings did. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I... And this could just because we saw uh, the Batman of his DC is a little more gritty. But it, right. going back, <laughs> it, it feels very kid-like. Um, yeah. which makes me kind of like not as interested. I'm still interested to see it. I know I'm yeah. still going to see it, but like I'm just not as interested cuz it's like right. I want I want it to be dark. I want it to be serious. I want to see like, you know, oh, this is real life. Yeah. And I do think part of why it's geared towards kids is that she herself is a kid. Um and so it's like and they might take a Spider-Man route where, you know, when we first met Spider-Man in the MCU, he was very like whimsical and excited about being a hero, you know what I mean? And then when the realities of being a hero started settling in, it's like, oh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, you know? <laughs> so they could take a similar route where you figure she's very inspired by Captain Marvel, obviously, because in, tra- you know, in the comics she is, and in the trailer we saw that she's wearing um, Captain Marvel's costume. Yes. Uh, which, you know, so maybe she's, you know, I look up to Captain Marvel in the same way that Peter looks up to Tony, and then, you know, like I said, the reality is... Uh, heroism aren't necessarily what they hoped it would be, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe she is going to be in The Marvels, which is the sequel to Captain Marvel. So we do get more opportunity to see where they take her. So it could be a case of her show is more childish just because she is a child. And then as it grows up, it, we grow up with her in theme, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. That'd be a good way to play it. Yeah. Uh, any more thoughts on any of the news I, I brought up today before we get into Adam Project? Um, no, that was, uh, you know, again, I'm still excited to see everything. Um, maybe not so much with, uh, Ms. Marvel, but no. you know, I felt the same way with Uncharted. So I'd like to be proven wrong. Right. Yeah, exactly. Is it cause she's a girl? No, I'm joking. No, wait, no, <laughs> wait, no, no. Cancel culture. Uh, let's <laughs> see here. So we're going to get into the Adam project. Uh, if you're ready. So I actually had some news. Um, so one of the oh. things. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm coming to the the table prepared. That's right, you want to earn that co-host number two credit, uh, don't you? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Assistant to the regional manager. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, the first thing I was excited for that I saw, um, and I tweeted both of these things, um, and if Uh you're ever curious on how you can reach us on Twitter, it's uh, at whelm underscore simply on Twitter. Um... But it is a game that's coming out here on March 25th. Uh, it's a PS5 exclusive, um, uh, and it is called Ghostwire Tokyo. And okay. a quick little breakdown of what it's about is Tokyo is overrun by a deadly supernatural force uh, perpetrated by a dangerous cult, causing Tokyo's population to vanish in an instant. Uh, ally with a powerful... Uh, Spectral entity on their quest for vengeance and master a powerful arsenal of abilities to unravel the dark truth behind the disappearance. Um, and just seeing a little bit of like some clips here and there, it just mm. looks very eerie and scary. Which I yeah, I don't know what it you know what is causing it, but like quality scary games with you know because <laughs> games don't always have to have good graphics in order to make them no. good. Yeah, exactly. But it's always it always is like a perk. Um, and this looks like it has a pretty good storyline to it, and it has right. really nice graphics, which makes me very excited. Yeah, it does. Um, I've seen a, just vaguely. I haven't done too much digging on it. Um, I think it came up for me when I when Bethesda was acquired by Microsoft. 
because mm-hmm. I think, from what I was understanding, this might be one of the last, if not the last, um, Bethesda game to come out for PlayStation. Which is yeah, so I mean they upsetting. yeah, I'm a huge if, Fallout if you're if you're if you're a Sony fan, <laughs> which we are, we are yeah, um, I got the PS5 humble brag, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean so hopefully they make this one a banger. And then yeah. the other thing I had was uh, I saw that they have some production pictures of the TV show coming out, The Last of Us. Yeah, I think I saw those too. Go ahead. Yeah, and it it was the you know a picture of a comparison to what they've built so far um, mm-hmm. versus the game, and it's that street where you know there's that sniper that's trying to kill you, uh, yeah. Joel, and you're trying to like you know dodge between cars to you know get up there and to take get them down out. There, yeah, yeah, and, I saw uh, that too. Yeah, it looks very similar, which I'm very, very excited for. I am too. My God, Christian, you did it. Yes, you and then as always, uh-huh. as always, the day before coming out, June twenty second or twenty first, twenty first or twenty second. Jesus, always got to rep that out. Always got to rep that out. Again, it's going to be trash. I know it. No, I know it. It in needs my heart. to be good. It, it needs to be bad. <laughs> Because no. because you're gonna talk about it and it's just gonna <laughs> flop and I'm gonna quit be quit the podcast. <laughs> I I'll just I'll just do the intro. You know, welcome back to episode 42 of the Simply Well Podcast. I'm your host <laughs> Colin Boyd, and then it's just crickets because there's nobody there. Oh my gosh! All right, since you're yeah, moving on with, to with your yeah your contributions. Uh, yes, how kind of you. Are you ready to talk about the Adam Project? I am. I wrote down a bunch of notes for it. Oh, that's good. Uh, so let's talk about the performance. Obviously, it's hard to um, quantify because it's not like a box office where we can weigh dollars. But uh, Netflix did say that it was their third largest film debut um, with 92.4 million hours watched in its first week. Uh, I'm sure somebody could do the math and break down how many actual viewings that is. Uh, but they did express that that doesn't count or that does include like if somebody watched it more than once, right? Oh, okay. So, like, if I watched it three times yesterday, that'd be however many hours that is, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was the third largest debut for them. Uh, I was trying to look up, I think it was the Red Notice, which had um, Gal Gadot and Dwayne Johnson, and then I couldn't remember what their second one was. I didn't... It was obviously wasn't important enough to write down. But, right. But, uh, but, yeah, so that's not bad for a movie that I think kind of snuck in. I hadn't heard much about it and then saw... A trailer for it, and then, you know, the way Netflix does, it's like, by the way, that'll be out in a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reception, kind of mixed. Um, IMDb has it at a 6.8 out of 10. Metacritic gave it a 55 out of 100, and Rotten Tomatoes' critic score was 68%, with the audience Ooh. giving it a 78%. So that was a little bit closer than, like, the divide that we had on Uncharted. Um, yeah. But even still, the audience obviously was more entertained with it than the critics. <clears throat> Uh, Christian, you've got that uh, spoiler-free plot synopsis for us. I do. So, did you look it up? After accidentally crash landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. What's crazy is I've got the exact same thing written down. <laughs> Brilliant minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning. All right. <laughs> All right then. Let's talk about uh, the story. In as spoiler-free of a way as we can. Yes. Uh, I figure we'll just kind of bounce back and forth between our bullet points. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. So, yeah, yeah. I'll start, naturally. 
Mm-hmm. The uh, I thought that the sci-fi was pretty easy to grasp. Like, they didn't let the film kind of get hung up on details. You know what I mean? Sure. sure. Where it was like, yeah, we don't need to explain that science too much because it's not important. Right? Right. Which I think probably helped it because it's, it's only like an hour and 40 minutes. So it's pretty brisk in today's standards, right? We don't see a 90-minute yeah. movie too much anymore. I feel like I don't enjoy movies that explain it because then I try to think about it. I'm like, well, no, because mm-hmm. here's the flaw in that. Right. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, I've got a point on that. So okay. uh, I thought there was more emotional impact than I kind of anticipated from a Ryan Reynolds time travel yes. movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, a lot of pinpoints on that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll obviously have to be more spoilers. But <clears throat> I thought another thing that it did well that um, movies don't necessarily always nail, especially when you've got grand things like time travel or universe altering stuff. Um, it proposes pretty realistic threats that you could see happening. And, uh, you know, so that kind of adds to the stakes, even though you are dealing with pretty grand themes, you know, the, the, the stakes that we're looking at are plausible. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought it did a good job of creating circumstances that require things in the movie to happen that otherwise wouldn't make sense to happen. And I can't really elaborate on that until spoilers. Yes. Yeah. Mine, I, I will say mine are pretty bland. Um, yeah. Yeah. But just as soon as we get into spoilers, it, it does go into a lot more detail. Yeah. But uh, so I know, like... Do you have some points there? Yeah, so I was going to say, I felt like, for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, the story was pretty fresh. Yeah. Uh, felt like something, you know, something a little different. I was like, okay, you know, this is something somewhat new. Yeah. Um, I will say there was a couple plot twists in there that threw me off guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that is always a plus that keeps it kind of fresh and like, oh, like, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Right. Yeah. And I didn't think they were out of the blue either. It wasn't like, oh, OK, we're doing that now. Right. Right. I, I specifically put this bullet point here. <laughs> I think Mark Ruffalo killed this role. Yeah. Um, which I can go more into I, later. I, yeah. I wasn't sure if we were. I didn't. I wasn't sure if that was a spoiler or not that he was in it. But I guess he's on the poster. So, yeah, he's on the poster. Mm-hmm. I will say. There were points in time where I felt like there might be a little too much comedic relief. Was that a pun? Points in time. Oh my god, I'm so smart and I didn't even realize it. I was going to say, oh my god, you're so good, you didn't even know you did it. Hold on, I'm getting a call. Yeah, Harvard? Yeah, sure, I'll be right over. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> oh my god, hold on, I gotta put Harvard on, on, on hold. I've got Oxford <laughs> yeah. on the other line. I got Oxford. <laughs> but uh, those are my, my spoiler-free... Uh, some of the, some of the story notes I wrote down. Yeah. Um, so then we'll talk about characters and kind of their chemistry a little bit. Obviously, still yeah. spoiler free. Yes. Uh, Walker Scobell, who plays the young Adam. Uh, yes. I thought did a great job of being he, a young yes. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And I looked at I, that. Yeah. When I was looking them up, you know, because I try and get the cast and crew, and I write down projects they've been in. This was his only IMDb credit, so I think this is his first role. Which, I mean, sets him up for That's success. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. He did really, really well. The interactions between both Adams does a good job, I thought, of demonstrating how they're the same person at very different points in their life. So you get different outlooks from the different experiences that they've had at that point in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that was pretty interesting to see. There, obviously, it does lend itself to some kind of heavy-handed at times, like, oh, wow, this is you reflecting back on the past, right? Uh, right. But I did think that the way young Adam interacts with parents 
was pretty realistic and convincing. It didn't seem like, you know, like a like movie writing shitty kid or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't heavy handed and it wasn't over the top. I just, it was just like right right in the middle there. Yeah. What what did you think about characters and uh, spoiler free, uh, obviously? So I mean for a bullet point I put down both of the atoms are the exact same. <laughs> like they yeah. like I'm looking at this and I'm going like, oh my god, this kid's matching Ryan Reynolds energy. Yeah. Um, uh, there, I did write a note, but it, that kind of falls more spoilery, so I'll skip out on it. Um, yeah. The actress, what is her name? Jennifer... Jennifer Garner, who plays the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. She played yeah. that role f- very well. I feel like I did... Um, you know, I, I felt like a lot of that mom, like, you know, young teen, you know, uh, rebellious mm-hmm. tween, and she's just kind of like, you know, still loves yeah. him, but it is kind of like... Jesus. <laughs> With, without getting into spoilers, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is actually between her and Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, and yeah, that's that's yeah, that's really good. And it does exemplify both of their acting chops because Ryan Reynolds kind of plays the same character a lot of times because it's what he's good at and it's charming and whatever, right? It sells. But he is also a very good actor. Uh, yeah. And this kind of let him, oddly enough, this movie did give him a little bit of flexibility, I thought. Yeah. Uh, did you have any more on characters or chemistry before we go into spoilers? Um, n- nothing. I do have some more ca- character and chemistry, but it does involve some spoilers. Okay. So yeah, we'll hold it for a moment and then we'll, mm-hmm. we'll continue that. Uh, so we're going to rate it. Obviously, like we talk about the, the show is simply whelmed. So when something is simply whelming, it's just meh, right? It's, it's mid, it's okay. Uh, so if it's overwhelming, it's like, Oh shit, this is pretty good. And if it's underwhelming, it's not good. Uh, I thought this was overwhelming. I thought this... I'm not sure if I'm able to pick something in between. I kind of uh, did last week for Uncharted. Yeah, I would say slightly overwhelming. Though we could give ourselves a hard and fast rule that the internet has no nuance. Yeah, you if, can't if we're, have, if you we're can't playing have, that... You can't have vagueness. What is it? What do you think? Yeah, if we're playing that, then I'm going to say I'm simply whelmed. You were whelmed. Well, all right, well. And again, very different uh, viewing circumstances, so... Maybe I'm right, just, you know. I was just waiting <laughs> for you to be like, oh, well. Thank you guys for listening to the Simply One. <laughs> just wrap <laughs> up the show. The <laughs> no, wait. Uh, so you said you had some spoiler-free, or some spoiler character notes there? Yes. Um, so okay, you got? Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Gardner, I didn't see the chemistry. Yeah, they only really have one scene together. It, it, right, and even in that scene, I just it, I it wasn't was, picking up yeah. on it. It was kind of like... Uh, Okay. Which is a shame because they're both excellent in it. Exactly, yeah. They're both excellent actor and actresses. But, you know, it, yeah, it was a little like, I'm not really picking up the fact that they're married. Yeah, it did feel like a, like a TV show script when they were talking to each other. Yeah. Um, and then as well as, oh, my goodness, um, Ryan Reynolds and yeah. his wife, uh, Zoe. Yeah, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Yeah. She kills this role and are we able yeah. to get into spoilers now no yeah yeah we're in spoilers we rated this shit yeah dude wasn't one of the biggest plot twists wasn't expecting yeah. her to die was not yeah. expecting oh really it, well like as soon as they had the guns <laughs> and they saw like the ship fly off i was like shit yeah like she's gonna yeah. die but i thought you know she would have made i wasn't expecting out. her to be in the present with them like when she showed up and saved the day in the backyard, I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, I, I figured it. I don't know, with it being time and it being such a 
Yeah, I thought they were going to go thing. back to 2018 together to get her. Uh, she's been cruising along all this time. Yeah, she's been Jay chilling. Yeah. Um, do you have any more? I know that I didn't have any spoiler character chemistry notes. I kind of clumped them together in story notes. So if you're if you're good, I'm good. Um, I wanted to see more of a relationship between Maya and young Adam because okay. supp- supposedly it's supposed to be like she loves little Adam and it just makes me think like well if Adam never saw his dad and he says while they're in the elevator and be like I'll bring your son to work day it's only been like 44 right. years so yeah, yeah. you know he's never been there so when has he met Maya you right, know when yeah. has that interaction happened I wanted well, they... a little <clears throat> more there I, I kind of got that their interactions all came in his early adulthood when he got picked up and put into the space program and all that, or the time program. Okay. Yeah. Which we don't see any of that, that, which I'm sure is a budgeting thing that we Mm -hmm. don't see. You figure the only shot we get of 2050 earth is from space. And I I think big Adam describes it as like, you know, you've seen Terminator, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, that's 2050 on a good day on on a good day. Yeah, and you're like, shit, how's their infra? How are they doing space travel if that's what Earth is like, right? Yeah. Um, you got more there? Um, let's see here for spoiler. Oh, uh, no, I have a bunch of like spoiler story notes. Yeah, same. I've got yeah, like uh, more than a page. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and start on that and then I'll tag along. Yeah. So I thought that the setup of having young Adam grieving when he meets the older version of himself was a really clever and like a great place to get some of the heart in the movie where it's kind of light on the surface. But then once you have them connecting that way, I thought it did give it some of that heart that surprised me when I watched it. Yeah. Um, the, I liked the, the time travel in it, that it's linear and they just explain that the changes in the past just kind of erase and replace the memories of the people in the future to reflect whatever changes take place. Um, so it does give you kind of a, a good way out of going, well, yeah, we can, Happens, happens, but we won't remember these things, right? Yeah, kind of tries to keep it clean without you know having to over you know over explains time travel, right? Um, I thought giving bit at big Adam the motivation of going back to save his wife and kind of being tied up in a conspiracy was a good way of getting the audience attention and giving it a little bit more urgency, um, and heart to it where it pulls him into something bigger than just a time traveler seeing his past self. Yeah, makes it a more emotionally driven story. Yeah, because the entire time, yeah, he's sitting there talking. He's like, you know, I spent the last, you know, however many years trying to run away from you, and not realizing yeah. that you're the best part. You're the best part. Yeah. Um, uh, the script trick of having Big Adam be injured and his ship not seeing him fit to fly due to his DNA signature being tied to it was a pretty smart contrivance to force him and Young Adam together. I thought that was kind of one of the things I was talking about, where they do some clever writing tricks to, you know, force things to happen that didn't necessarily have to happen otherwise. Right. Um, and that tech I thought was kind of a natural progression of things. You figure phones already have like forms of biometric locks that don't let the user, you know, do stuff. And that tech doesn't alter time. Right. Right. So that makes sense. I thought, I thought forcing big Adam to leave his wife after finding her, uh, finding her gave the mission high stakes that were realistic. That's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning where, you know, if he fails, his wife is just dead and everything in the future still sucks. So the status quo doesn't change much other than he lost his wife for real, for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but if they succeed, the you know, 
the future is fixed and everything's great and all that. So the the loss would just be, oh, it's what they didn't gain, right? So the stakes were pretty realistic while still being like, oh, man, this could happen. Right, yeah. Oh, so yeah, sending the dads back to, or sorry, sending the Adams back to uh, their dad was a really good opportunity for the two versions of that same character to have their interactions with dad and his death and see how it affected yeah. them in the short term and the long term. Yeah. Where, like, little Adam is just like, oh, shit, I get to see my dad. I missed you, right? And big Adam has a lot of anger. Yeah, he has a lot of anger and a lot of hate towards him. Yeah, and and then, yeah, and young Adam actually gives big Adam that therapy session out in the, the like, gazebo in front of the motel. <laughs> tries, tries to drink his beer. Yeah, but I thought that was a really neat way of showing that, how, like, you can know yourself really well, but other people on the outside can have a bigger, clearer picture of you than yourself. Um, right. Where he's like, he tells him something effective. I think maybe uh, it was easier to hate him than to be so angry at him. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that and kind of looked at it as like an opportunity. Like, even though he's a kid. Yeah. He, he has smart. feelings. Yeah, he has yeah. feelings. And, you know, and yeah. it's not just like, a, oh, he's just a kid. He doesn't really know what's going on. Right, he doesn't he, understand. He, right. He may not understand entirely, but like, he's still affected by it. And he yeah, he's affected by it, and he it. has emotional, emotional thoughts, and yeah, mm-hmm. which I really admired to it. Um, I thought that the villain um, Maya was a little evil for evil's sake, um, especially when you see like her past, or I guess like the present self, the twenty twenty two self, seemed to be pretty innocent. Um, I, I thought that maybe like it's the idea that money and power could corrupt somebody. Um, but like she pulls off a Biff Tannen from Back to the Future, and yeah. she just goes back in time and gives herself all the like the tips and tricks to like being the owner of the the world, and yeah, you know, makes the shitty future. But I did. I felt like she was kind of like if she had a mustache, she'd have been twirling it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's been a long time, Adam. Yeah, yeah she's got the and cat. There was, there was she's a in the really chair. big. Yeah, she's. I've been expecting you. Uh, <laughs> There's, Why have there's millions a really big... when we can have millions? Millions. <laughs> uh, no, I did think there was a really big character gap there between 2018 Maya and 2050 Maya. And I will the last say thing the... I've got. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the one part that really made me like, because I agree with you. Like it was just kind of evil. I was like, why is she so evil? Like this yeah, is too wow. evil. <laughs> yeah, this... she's hateful. Like, but um, when the younger version of Maya did not. Because the part which leads me into my next point, so I'll, I'll just touch on it briefly and then let you finish. Yeah, go ahead. Um, which was another plot twist. I was so expecting younger Maya to jump in front of yeah. the bullet, and she didn't. Like, no, she uh, was just going to watch. Um, but yeah. then the reactor blowing up pulled in the, the bullet and yeah, shot yeah, her. Yeah, the magnetic field pulled it in. But yeah, so that part made me go like, oh, maybe... <laughs> Maybe she was a little evil in the past and just wasn't showing it. <clears throat> or just cowardly. That could be true. Um, I thought, like, probably one of the most emotional parts for me was the opportunity for Dad to realize that, like, his legacy isn't his work, but it's his kids, or his kid. Mm-hmm. And he gets to repair what went wrong for Big Adam in some ways by telling him he loves him and he's proud of him. And then, you know, he gets to play catch with them in the backyard, and it's such a dad and kid thing, you know. Right. And, uh, but that scene with him and Ryan Reynolds where he's like, I love you. And he's like, too. And he's like no, I love you. Like, okay. Yeah. And he just keeps telling him until he finally gets in. Yeah. I, I did and, like that part a lot. Like, I don't know if I'm just a bitch, but I cried. 
<laughs> like I'm sitting on the couch in my underwear with the dogs, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it definitely was such an emotional part, and it it did make me all glossy eyed, especially because you know Ryan Reynolds is such a talented actor that yeah. like you know he like you were saying he is like you know that comedic relief, but like I want to see more of him just purely being a serious character, and yeah. you get to see him kind of like break down break and cry. Down. Yeah, and, and seeing know, an adult man hug his dad just and, hits. And it hits home. Yeah, the so speaking of stuff like that, um, do you have the conversation between him and mom in the bar in your notes? No, that's all you. Okay, well, so I forgot to put it in my notes, which is so I'll, I'll just kind of freelance it. Um, for it being one of my favorite scenes, I just forgot about it <clears throat> when I was writing my notes out. Yeah, so he and mom. I'm not going to show down. how good the movie was. That's right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he he gets pissed off and wanders off to the whatever reason. And mom is there decompressing and she's venting to the tender. She's talking about how Adam hates him or hates her or whatever. And he kind of jumps right. in and is like trying to boost her up while playing it off that he's like just some stranger. Um, and so they do have a really good interaction. With like he he tells her, you know, the quote that I wrote down was, um, "Boys always come back for their mamas." Yeah, and I was like, "I love my mom," you know, <laughs> and uh, and that she's like, "Oh my god!" Like that hit her, you know. She's like, "Oh, thank you. That's really like I hope you're right." You like, know, yeah, I needed to hear that. And uh, and then he tells her like, you know, he asks her if if you know, are you grieving too? And she's like, "I, I am." And he's like, "Well, then tell him that." Like you know. The problem with you acting like you've got your shit together is he thinks you do. Yeah. And it's okay if you don't. You don't have to always be perfect. You know, maybe he needs to see that this has really fucked you up, too. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll get into quotes after, after you go through your, your story notes there. Because there are yeah. quite a few lines that stuck out to me. Yeah, there was a, a couple quotes that I had written down here as well. Um, so let's see. So get into your story sp- notes. Yep. My spoiler notes. Uh, call me crazy. Uh, I didn't. You're think... fucking nuts. <laughs> like <laughs> you should be medicated. Um, yeah. My God. I didn't think the music really lined up too well. With a lot yeah, of the story. I mean, it, it never jumped out to me. I yeah. mean, there was only the one song, and it was the that might have opened the door. Yeah, but just like yeah, with everything, I was just eh. That felt a little um, like maybe we're Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what I was kind of picking up, and I was just like, is it supposed to be, like... Because they make the reference um, superhero landing. Yeah, yeah, which was like a Deadpool reference. Right, and so I was like, well, like, are they trying to tease more than just Deadpool, like, with Guardians of the Galaxy being, like, a right. sci-fi future? Oh, past Maya, like, young Maya? Yeah. Sorry, I, it was such bad CGI. Yeah, it was ugly. It was not good. It was really bad. Like, yeah. I was like, dude, like, <laughs> <yuck>. rough. <laughs> yeah. 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 God damn. Put a bag on her head. <laughs> uh, that's awful. That um, is horrendous. Yeah. She's a very lovely lady. It it did have a really cute ending. Um, yeah. And it, it almost made me. I'd say the part that if I were to cry, it would have been at the part where Mark Ruffalo bends over, picks up the the baseball and turns around and they're just gone and they're gone. Yeah. And like that just, I was like, Oh, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> Time is fleeting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is like shows like a really big picture. And it is like, you know, it's yeah. inevitable. 
Yeah, and like, you know, he had his chance and he got to cherish it. And you figure he even has the... Ah, Stop me. I was going to get into quotes. You keep talking. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And then the other thing I had was... I did... Wasn't a huge fan. They threw in with the magnetic field... Mm-hmm. Um, like pulling the buttons off of the shirt and like the jacket. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I was just way overthinking it, but I was just kind of like, what about the pants? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, what about the zipper? You know, like yeah. where yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you figure know, in like... Deadpool, he fights a man naked. Right. You know, like this ain't, <laughs> this ain't new. <laughs> just on, Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo butt naked fighting a dude. <laughs> I like that there's so much metal in their clothing that they're just <laughs> butt naked. Naked. But then those were the only spoiler notes I really had that we haven't already covered. Okay. Um so then if you're good there, I I want to move quotes because like I said, I did write a few. Mm-hmm. Um there's I've got a couple that I paraphrased just because I couldn't find the print anywhere online and I didn't want to rewatch the movie just to find the quote. Mm-hmm. Um so I like I said I said the one about in the bar where he says that boys always come back for their mom. Um, when dad is, you know, is he's a professor and he's talking to his class and he says something to the effect of enjoy life while you've got it because it may be later than you think. Yeah. And, you know, that turns out to be true for him. Obviously, it's a little bit of that, like, situational irony where it is like he is re- reaching the end of his life and he has yeah. that realization. Young which Breezy is, why is about like, to die. Yeah. Yeah. Young thug is on borrowed time. <laughs> and, uh, so I thought that was a pretty a pretty apt quote for the idea of like, yeah, like, you know, time can shoot right past you and you don't know how much time you have left. You just know how much time you've used. Right. Yeah. And then big Adam to young Adam. I think you, you brought it up earlier where he says, I spent 30 years trying to get away from the me that was you. And I'll tell you what, you were the best part all along. Yeah, that was very touching. And like, yeah, like uh-huh. I feel like everybody tries to run away from like, you know, especially in like yeah. the early teenage years. You're like, oh, my God, that was yeah. so embarrassing. But in reality, like yeah. looking back, I was like, dude, those, that might be the most was... you that you were. Yeah. Um, and the last quote that I wrote down was Adam, to, you know, big Adam, to young Adam. Um, the, it's in the scene where they're looking in the closet. And they close still. And, and I'm paraphrasing because I couldn't find the quote. When Adam is talking to young Adam about the way he treats mom, and mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing because I couldn't find the quote on, on the internet. Um, they're looking at the closet full of dad's clothes, and young Adam mm-hmm. says something shitty about mom. And uh, big Adam goes, in 30 years, you will still get sick to your stomach when you think about the way you treated her. Yeah, dude, that it's like <sighs> that was a powerful line. Yeah, you're like, fuck, yeah. Like, you got to think about the things, the way you treat your, your parents, and the people around you, because, you know. When you're older, you look back on it, and you're like, shit, like, especially with dad, like, you know, what if he treats mom this way, and then mom... And then mom what? Oh, and then mom dies, like... Oh, you know, yeah. You know, you're you're using up your time with him. Yeah. I'm using borrowed time, killing it. You said you wrote down some quotes? Yeah, so mine, you had a lot of the ones I had, really, you had all the serious ones I had, I have a couple yeah, funnier ones. Right. <laughs> but the first one... I don't know why, but it just kind of killed me when he was snoring with his eyes open and like that whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, with with his wife. And then as well, I could not get over just like they're sitting there having like this serious conversation and he coughs and his wound farts. <laughs> and his his gun, his bullet wound farts, yeah. Yeah, and he like acknowledges it. He goes, it's like, oh, that's my, <laughs> my bullet wound farts when I cough. Yeah. And then he coughs on purpose and then he hears it and goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know why, but like, that was killing me. Yeah, 
Coughs and farts when I cough. <laughs> farts are funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, were those the only ones that I didn't have? Yeah, literally. All right. <laughs> Quite literally. So then I, the, I have action in general as like the last big topic. Sure. I thought that the action was pretty exciting and fast-paced. Um, well choreographed, uh, use the, the, I don't know what I meant here. I said use the, oh, using the dusting effect allows you to be lethal without gra- without being graphic. Or yeah, to- I thought that was very interesting. Um, and they, and that's another thing from science that they just kind of wave away where they're like, that dying in the past is, is messy. Yeah. Um, uh, then <clears throat> I said that sometimes the action felt a little rubber, even though they're supposed to just be normal people who have access to advanced tech. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, okay, are they superheroes? Like, they never mentioned super soldier stuff, you know what I mean? Right. Because, like, there's times where Adam gets punched or kicked in ways that, like, makes him flip over several times before he lands. Yeah. And you're like, are these... I thought these were just dudes. Like, are they beefed <laughs> up? What's the story? Are they wearing power suits? Yeah, I thought that was just a uniform. What's the what's the yeah. sitch? Yeah. Um, I thought the lightsaber was really cool. Oh, my Obviously, God. I was waiting for you to lightsaber. talk about that. Um, <laughs> but they, they use that like a fucking they used- lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Um, but they didn't make it just a laser sword. Like, it had, like, the gravity and magnetic abilities. That and let a it shield. Make, yeah, let it be a shield. It has, like, propulsion where you can mm-hmm. drive people back with the knockback or you can, or you can use boost it to yourself ramp up. himself up. Yeah. Yep. Um, I said Zoe Saldana kicks ass as always. Point, she's, like, really good at being in action scenes. Yeah, she um, kills. Like, she, she is just badass, like, plain and yeah. simple. The fight in the backyard between the soldiers and Big Adam and Laura, which is the wife, was I, mm-hmm. I said was pretty tight. Um, <laughs> where they're you know they're working together really well and they're able to and they're still going through like that starry eyed oh my god I, I found you um, mm-hmm. while having to balance that with wait hold on let me shoot this man in the forehead <laughs> yeah let me brain him yeah I thought that the final fight in that reactor was really cool I didn't yeah. get hung up on the fact that they weren't nude um, which I well. think says more about you than me. Uh, no, the idea of using heavy magnets and just another factor to consider while they're fighting was kind of interesting visually and, you know, from like a choreography standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did set up that twist of Maya Sorian killing herself. Uh, where, yeah. you know, even though technically if bullets are magnetic, the gun should have just been ripped out of her hand since it was full of those magnetic bullets. But mm-hmm. again, that's one of those things that if you think about it for more than a minute, it breaks apart, but just don't think about it. Um, right. What were your thoughts on the action? Uh, so I really enjoyed the action as well as, especially with the scene where Mark Ruffalo drives into the what is it like a Chevy mm. Yukon or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That classic villain car, you know, is a yeah. is a Chevy Yukon. Yeah, just a black SUV. Right. I thought I felt like that was very real and like it was serious, but also like witty. Uh, for Mark Ruffalo was like, what do you say? Something about the car. Yeah, <laughs> and this is your mom's Ryan's car. like, and Ryan's like, the car's the done. Car. It's toast. Yeah, and then um, Ryan says something to the effect of like, "You shaved my ass with a Subaru." Yeah, yeah, and he's like, he's like I, I saved. saved." Um, you know, so a lot of the stuff like that, you know, is very well choreographed. Uh, as well as I enjoyed the dog fight scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because For a second, it, I was like, I don't remember the dogs fighting. Yeah. It was crazy <laughs> when he brought out the Pomeranian, you know, like just straight just fucking Michael Vick. <laughs> no, but um, 
Because it old enough like, to know who Michael Vick is? Uh, no. He was a football player who went to jail for holding a dogfighting ring in like 2006. Well, when in Rome, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? Do like the Romans do. But I, I enjoyed the yeah the dogfight scenes just because it looked like Ryan's ship didn't have guns. Right, yeah, he's he's slumming it. Yeah, so it was him basically just trying to run away, outsmart. How can he outmaneuver them? How can he, you know, what are his advantages in right, his yeah, very his disadvantaged options? situation? Yeah. So and I really does, enjoyed yeah. that. <clears throat> yeah, and it, that gives you the opportunity to show how he is still intelligent, even though the ongoing joke is young Adam is smarter than big Adam because he traded the muscles for brains. Right. Or the right. brains for muscles. But big Adam still is intelligent. Like he makes quick, like on the fly decisions that make sense. And mm-hmm. do work out most of the time. Did you have any more about the action? That's it for the action. So then I thought that we would wrap up our, our reviews of sorts with like the, our final thoughts. Just a little blurb about wrapping up our, our, our opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wrote, this movie isn't going to be winning any Oscars. Um, the science fiction elements have an emphasis on the fiction. Some of the science reasoning breaks down to because we need that to be the case. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, why does it work that way? Because it has to. Um, And like we kind of touched on, a lot of the science does fall apart if you think about it for more than a few minutes, which is okay because the movie doesn't dwell on anything or really give you time to stop and think about it. Right. Um, I thought the action and the heartfelt story were the very, like, the strongest parts of the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. All in all, I had a lot of fun watching it and it kept me engaged. It moved quickly and it still managed to have a lot of heart, like I said. Uh, I thought it was worth a watch and probably worthy of a rewatch. Like if my wife decided she wanted to watch it, I'd I'd sit down and watch it again. Yeah, Uh, I thought a lot very similar, except there's a couple differences. Um, It did keep me engaged. Uh, It is a movie I might watch again in the future, but I I can very well see myself being like, no, I watched it. You know, I got everything I think I wanted to get out of that. Um, Right. Yeah. But it, it. Right, but it does enlighten me to I I really want to see a more serious role from Ryan Reynolds because he yeah. he did a very well job in you know in those short scenes and it truly I just I want to see more of that. Yeah, have you ever seen uh, back when the rom com was gold? Um, have you seen Definitely Maybe? Oh, it sounds familiar. It's Ryan Reynolds and his daughter, who is played by an actress that I can't remember her name, but you know her face, Abigail Breslin. Um, okay. and, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's him daughter about his, her mother who has since passed away. So it's kind of like a, how I met your mother before that was the thing. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and so it's him going through like all dating history and all of that. And it's him just telling his daughter about this. And so it does have a lot of heart and things like that while still being sweet and funny and having some serious moments and all that. But he does do a good job in that one of having kind of running the gambit of, I've got to be charming and sweet and make the ladies swoon, make the guys laugh, you know, maybe bring a tear to your eye, whatever. So maybe check that movie out if you're looking for him to do more than just yeah. quipping, right? Yeah, absolutely. Were you, was that all you had for your final thoughts? Yeah, that was it for my final thoughts. All right. So then, yeah, I think like we said, you know, I was I was overwhelmed by it. I had and I do think part of my uh, my rating comes from the fact that it wasn't any extra charge to me. I just got to come home and sit down and watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had paid for it, I might be a little more harsh, but I wasn't asked to, you know, pay any more fees. It was just, Hey, here's this, you know? Yeah. And and I thought it, it, it paid off for it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then Christian, you know, 
I've got to ask you, what uh, what you been thinking about this week? I've been thinking about a couple things. Oh. Yeah, you know. A couple of pebbles <laughs> in a can, you know. <laughs> Spare change. <laughs> um, I, for whatever reason, I have just been dwelling. And, like, there will be sometimes I'll be laying in bed <clears throat> and I will start spiraling about just the depth of the universe. Okay. <laughs> and not I was just waiting on you to say something silly. Yeah, it just gets super serious. No. Um, but it, I, I just I remember I saw something about like they sent out a probe and they found like a, a planet that's very similar to Earth and they call it like X Terra 34 or something like that. And okay. it's like the six times the size of Earth. Damn. Okay. But is it is an Earth, you know, like planet? Yeah. And then that, so that just got me thinking about, like, you know, uh, colonizing to a different planet, as well as if we do that, then, like, what would be the chances that would meet other life forms out there, you know, and yeah. how would that process go? And just say, so anything like that. And I'm always eager to learn more. So it's just like this endless pit that I've fallen into of, like, I want to learn more, but it scares me yeah. so much to the point where <laughs> I don't know if I can sleep normally at night, but I want to know more. I need to know more, but yeah, the more I know, I need the less it. I need to know it. Right, yeah. Um, as well as I've been thinking about, <laughs> for whatever reason, thinking about um, urban legends. Like, Well, not urban <laughs> legends, okay. but uh, I, I might have misspoken. Maybe not urban legends, but like Bigfoot or like Mothman. Yeah, cryptids, yeah. Yeah. I, Dude, I love the Mothman. Yeah, I, I believe in Mothman so much. I want <laughs> it to be real. I have a Mothman t-shirt. Um, I need to get one, but yeah, yeah, just it's too coincidental that they saw this huge Mothman sitting on top of the bridge, and then like a week later, it collapsed. Yeah. No, that is the Mothman. Uh, to interrupt you, one of my wife and I's favorite, because we were really into cryptids, so we did like a, go I had a, I had a television pitch, uh, patent pending, nobody steal this, uh, of like, what if patent we, pending. patent pending, I'm working on this, it's an intellectual property theft of you. What if you made like an anthology series where each season was about a different cryptid? Ooh. I thought there, there, there might be something there, right? Because you, know, cause you yeah, get into some of the really weird good. ones and it's like, oh, okay, nobody's heard of this, you know. Mm -hmm. But so we were like, oh, I wonder what all there are. So Googling and looking at a map and we saw one over in, uh, over in Ohio that said the Loveland Frogman. And we were like, yes, yes, I know that. What the fuck is the Frogman? And yes. uh, so we, so we like, okay, went down the Wikipedia rabbit hole. This fucking thing inspired a musical or a stage play called Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frogman. <laughs> well, hot Damn, It's the <laughs> Loveland so, Frogman. And so that is her and I's favorite, like, inside joke of sorts or, like, ex expletive to burst, burst out into when one of us does something good or says something exciting. We'll be like, well, Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frogman. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. I just you talked about cryptids, and I thought no, I no, that. yeah, I, I love it, I love it. Um, but so I mean, yeah, I mean, and like I said, I've I've buried myself into a hole. So if you guys, you know, ever want to send in suggestions to uh, like cryptids, anything, to read about? yeah, cryptids or uh, anything about like space or alien life, definitely shoot us uh, an email at the Simply Whelmed Mailbag at gmail dot com. But what about you? What have you been thinking about? Oh my god, you're so good. <laughs> uh, well, since you asked me unprompted, I've been wanting to read more comics. Um, okay. I've, I go off and on on comics where, like, 
okay, you know, we went and saw the Batman, so I was like, fuck, I gotta read all the Batman comics, you know. Um, I've been reading off and on a comic book called um, The Immortal Hulk, and so it kind of takes the Incredible Hulk and makes him kind of a horror character. Uh, And it's it's really interesting where the idea is that it, it takes a big a uh, big swing and goes, yeah, this Hulk is literally immortal and looks at how like horrifying that could be where yeah. at one point um, in, in one of the early, it may even be the first, um, uh, the first issue, Bruce Banner is on the run for some reason. It, it, they don't go into detail. It's not connected to any other comics. So it's, that's my favorite kind of comic to read is where there's not any prior re- required reading. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of a standalone run. Sure. Uh, they make reference to other um, Avengers and things like that, like uh, Clint Barton and things like that, but they don't, like I said, it doesn't tie into anything. Um, but for some reason, Bruce Banner has is presumed dead, like there was a funeral and everything, but obviously he's alive because we're following him. Uh, and he's in like a, a, a dirt road gas station that gets mugged, and he tries to intervene, and he gets shot in the forehead and obviously killed. And then later wakes up on the autopsy table as the Hulk and like goes out and finds the person that did it. And it's like a very horror scene where like they're in some trap house with a bunch of bikers and shit. And uh, the power gets cut and they're all like, what the fuck is that? You know, and they're all freaking out and you go check that out. And you hear like vague or obviously, but they 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 make you. I know. Yeah, three texts. You hear like the, "Ah!" you know, and then they're like, Jimmy, (laughs) Jimmy, (laughs) you know. And and it's just scary. We're like, man, this one guy goes on the run. He's got to get the fuck out of there. And he can't. He's fiddling with the car keys, and he turns around, and there's just the Hulk looming over him. And they make the Hulk just so ungodly large. And they make it a Jeez. somewhat intelligent Hulk that can speak. And so he mm-hmm. says like some really terrifying shit to the guy about you know you killed the little girl, whatever. And he fucking like breaks every bone in the dude's body, and he just ends up in the hospital. Um, and so they do. They they kind of make him like a cryptid where. You know, there, there's all these news stories popping up of like, you know, the Hulk's supposed to be dead, but there's this this injury happened in this place, and then this happened here, and everybody keeps talking about the Green Demon and things like that. But it's really mm-hmm. good, and I want to get back into reading that, but I, I also don't want to get stuck. If I binge through a comic, I usually burn myself out and don't want to read anything else for a while. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking for some suggestions of like two or three comics that are good and that you can get invested in, but would be okay to pick up and down um i have like i have marvel unlimited and comiXology if you have any suggestions for any marvel comics let us know at the yeah. simply whelmed mailbag at <laughs> gmail.com and, and it doesn't have to be you are giving out the wrong email by the way no i'm not it's the simply whelmed mailbag at gmail.com it's simply whelmed mailbag at gmail.com oh, well I, we have two i know and i told you last week that's right Now we're just going to get a bunch of fucking fan mail. <laughs> Since, you know, we're just inundated with it. Can't, you got to beat them off with a stick. Yeah. Back, 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 back. Uh, you talking about that reminded me of something. So I'll let you finish, but I do want to add something yeah. on as soon as you're done. Uh, so I'm done on the comics, but I am going to just quickly say, for some reason, the other thing that I've been thinking is I want to learn how to make sushi. Because, like, <laughs> I really like sushi. It's really but good. But it's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. And I was thinking about like packing my lunch for work and stuff because I'm fat and I'm trying to not be fat. Yeah. And the easiest way for me to control my calories is to prepare my meal prior. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, so I was like, man, you know what? I want to make is sushi. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to make sushi. Uh, I know I there's need to take that leap. I was gonna say I know there's kits you can buy that kind of like teach yeah. you how to do it. Yeah. So maybe I need to invest in one of those. Um, another thing I was thinking about, but it, well, first I I fully support it because. I mean, you know, the times I know you're very passionate in the kitchen, um, and so I feel like you'd be really good at it. Here's what we're going to do. I'm thinking about our email. Uh, give me a real clean, simp- you know, simply whelmed mailbag at email.com, <clears throat> and we'll edit it in in the past, and we'll leave this part in, and everybody will really wonder what the other email Ooh. All right, all right. You ready? Yeah, cause <clears throat> a little intrigue, yeah. The Simply Whelmed Mailbag at gmail.com. Excellent. What I love about that is it's not going to match gonna anything. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, so if you guys send us in an email at the Simply Whelmed Mailbag <laughs> at gmail.com. Yes, yes. And then you could tell us about. Yes, we need to keep that. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're um, keeping all of this. Yes. Uncut, raw. Uh, Easy. You had something about comics. Yeah, no. So I saw, I think it might have been a TikTok or maybe something on Instagram. Um, it was like a Star Wars. I thought it was a trailer Ooh. for something. Yeah, yeah, it was a trailer for a book. Yeah, you sent it to me. Yeah, and it was the, uh, you know, you know, this is X Wing or uh, yeah, Starship, like whatever, Starship two four nine, asking permission aboard, and you just see a stormtrooper like sitting in front of the controls, like hearing this. And then, you know, like, you know, hello, you know, report. And it just turns around and like the stormtroopers bottom half of the mask is just ripped off. And um, yeah. you just see like it's his. Yeah, it's it's a zombie. It's a zombie Star yeah. Wars. And that just yeah. mixes the two craziest fucking things out there. Star Wars, which can be bananas. And then zombies, yeah. which are bananas. So, I mean, I yeah, where it's like, love... what if what if a zombie outbreak happened on a fucking Star Destroyer? Which you I know, feel like is a massive sense. ship, anyhow. I feel like makes sense too, because it's like I mean, it's the yeah, universe. Yeah, you could do like anything. Yeah, you could there. do like you know, alien virus of some kind. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, and I, f- I, I feel like that'd be really, really good to read. And hell, they could be in like the uncharted space. You know, maybe they're out there as like an exploratory vessel or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that I, I, I'm very excited and looking forward to that. Yeah, are you going to read it? I'm not a big novel. Get, I think I've got ADHD because I get bored quickly when I read a novel. I need pictures. <laughs> I was going to say, if they have some pictures in it, then I might. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get the audiobook. Yeah, I might I might get the audio Because, I, yeah, I do listen to yeah. audiobooks. I, I like those more. Yeah, I do, too. One of my favorite audiobooks is uh, the, uh, the audiobook uh, extended edition of World War Z, which is Ooh. nothing like the movie that they made. Yeah. Um, the book World War Z is basically like a diary or a documentary about the zombie outbreak that the world has since kind of charted to come back from. Mm-hmm. Which so it's like, you know, almost like a war documentary, except instead of it two, it's about World War Z, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a bunch of different like where they interviewed this person that was over in this part of the world and this person that was here and all that. And so the audiobook for it is like, jam-packed with like stars it's got mark hamill in it um i want to say that it's got uh simon Pegg in it uh alan alda it's got quite a few like celebrities and so it's actually very well performed 
I was gonna say I know Mark Hamill does a lot of voicing for. Yeah, you uh, figure he's the Joker. Yeah, he's the Joker. He plays uh, Skips in regular show. I mean, which is a, a TV mm-hmm. show I grew up on, which I didn't yeah. find out until like many years later. Um, yeah. He plays a lot of characters. I know there's a whole bunch of the uh, other ones as well. Yeah, in the remake that they did of Chucky, he played the voice of the doll. Yeah, but uh, is that uh, is that all you got on that? We can move that's on. All, so yeah, that's all, all right. I got. So then, you know, again, guys, we want to thank you so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a great review. Tell your friends. Word of mouth will, you know, help us out a ton, especially in the early days here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of reviews, I wanted to read. Um, <clears throat> we got one. This is from our first episode, I believe. The Clay Hurley says uh, he gave us five stars and said, Colin is really great, very organized, and is an amazing host. Christian is there, too. Can't wait for more. So I think that really encompasses just the style of the show. Um, I feel like there's a target on my back. <laughs> no, 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 no. What do you mean? He mentioned you. He said, uh, "Well, with Mason, he didn't even say my name. He said co-host <laughs> number two. Um, and then with the Clay Hurley, um, I'm just mentioned as, oh yeah, yeah, he's there. An afterthought. He is also there. Yeah. So I feel like there's a bit of a target on my back. So I'm sensitive. I don't know. I I think your reviews have been pretty. Pretty accurate. I, I, bet, I bet you think that, huh? I bet you think that. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong. Keep the reviews coming, you know. If it was me on uh, the floor, if... you'd walk right over me. <laughs> I'll tell you what you get, yeah. Colin. You get what you fucking deserve. Christian. Yeah. If people wanted to get in touch with us and give us more great feedback like that, or ask us some questions, uh, comments, concerns. I think I said last week death threats are welcome. I don't care. Yeah, uh, everything. Just throw yeah, it in. Send it at us. Yep, how, so, how would they do that? How would they get in touch with us? Of course, you can always start off by following us at Simply Whelmed Podcast on Instagram. And then as well as you could definitely give us a follow on Twitter, which I know I've already mentioned, which is uh, at Whelmed underscore Simply. And then I've already said my email, but I'll say it again. It is the Simply Whelmed Mailbag at gmail.com. That's right. That's right. Now, thank you guys. Everybody, everybody so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, actually. I, I, had a, I had a good time this, this episode. I wasn't sure if I would. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah, and if you guys have any suggestions or anything like that, definitely let us know. We're all ears. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Christian. That's the end of the show. Tell them, tell them bye. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>